Amen. Luke chapter 9, verse number 57. If you have it, say amen. Amen. The Bible says, and it came to pass that as they went in the way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. And Jesus said unto him, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the son of man hath not where to lay his head. He has nowhere to lay his head. For the next few moments, I want to try to uh, preach, teach to you on this subject, kingdom establishment. I just want to talk to you. The Lord has really been dealing with me about this. Uh, It started on a plane ride. Uh, Saturday night, I was headed to preach in Nashville. And the Lord really began to deal with me about this word that I'm going to try to deliver to you tonight with the help of the Holy Ghost. So if uh, you just close your Bibles, and we could lift our hands. And one more time, if we could just ask that God would anoint me. His word is already anointed, but that our ears would be open and that our hearts would be open to receive what the Lord is going to say here tonight. Lord, I love you. Your presence has already showed up in this room in prayer and in supplication. Lord, I pray that you would anoint me from the top of my head. The soles of my feet, God, that every word that would come out of my mouth, God, it would be anointed and ordained by you. Establish your kingdom in every life that's here tonight, God. We, we need the kingdom of heaven to be established in this day and age of which we are living in, God. For we know that your kingdom, God, and the increase thereof, there shall be no end, God. Lord, confirm your word with signs following. We covet the best gift in this place, and we now take dominion over anything that would be a hindrance in this house by the authority and the power of the name of Jesus. Would you just love the Lord for a few more moments? Lord, I love you. I honor you. I adore you. I thank you for your goodnesses and your mercies. They followed me all the days of my life, God. Lord, I magnify you and I worship you. Amen. Would you clap your hands? Just love the Lord one more time. Amen. Amen. You know, I think it's very obvious as we have seen over this year and as we have looked throughout this year as it comes to an end. And uh, I'm going to stay up uh, on the last day of this month until 12 a.m., not so much to make sure that the uh, the new year comes in, but just really to make sure that the old year leaves. <laughs> I'm just going to make sure this year, anybody can testify to that one, that when, when I, <laughs> I don't want any more of this year than what I need, amen. <laughs> but in the day that we're living in, it's, it's very clear, and, and it's something that we've got to have a general consensus of before I can really get into what we need to get into is that there's a war of two kingdoms that is taking place. It's, it's not just, uh, left or right. It's not just whatever political party you may associate with warring against the other one, but it's very simply put, it is Christ and it is antichrist. The spirit of antichrist is at work in the world right now. And on top of that, we are also seeing the spirit of rebellion, which ties itself to Jezebel. That is a spirit that we're seeing in riots and things like that. These are the things that are taking place 
as we as we thankfully conclude 2020 and pray that 2021 uh, is a much better year. Uh, my friend has a statement, though, that I love about this year. 2020 may not have been the revival that we wanted, but it was the revival that we needed. This has been the revival that the apostolic church has needed here in 2020. And I, I don't want to seem as somebody that understands the mysteries of the kingdom. Because if the Apostle Paul said, great is the mystery of godliness, I surely don't understand the mysteries. But I feel like God has shown me a few things in, in just prayer and, and, and spending a little time with him recently. And as you begin to look into things like Daniel chapter 7 and verse number 25. Now, when we read this, we understanding that this is addressing the actual Antichrist. But Paul tells us that the spirit of the Antichrist, it's already working amongst the world. It's already moving. And as we said in the beginning, we understand that's what's going on. It says, and he shall speak great words against the Most High and shall, I want us to focus on this part right here, wear out the saints of the Most High and think to change times and laws and they shall be given into his hand until the time and the times and the dividing of time. Now, as I said, this is referencing the actual Antichrist coming to the world. And we are not there yet. No, he, he may be alive, but he has not risen to the forefront of Scripture. But his spirit is at work. His spirit is moving. His spirit is operating amongst the people. We understand that this is a direct reference now to him. But since his spirit is moving, we now know why that abortion is a law that is coming more and more controversial. The LGBTQT is becoming more and more controversial. We see all of these things and we, we just simply have to understand that anything that opposes Antichrist, anything that opposes the spirit of the age, it is going to be a war of kingdoms until God comes back for his church. Until the coming of the Lord where he comes back for those that bear his name. We are going to be at war with a spirit of antichrist. You look at places like California. I read recently that San Diego allows strip clubs to gather indoors. But churches are not allowed to gather indoors. Why is that? Well, because one opposes antichrist and one allows antichrist. It's all about the spirit of the age. So what is our tactic as the church? What should we be doing as the church? I believe it's the very simple yet profound prayer that Jesus told us to pray. He said, Lord, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. I want to pause there. The necessity of this time is his kingdom being established on earth. More than anything else in this world, 
We need the kingdom of heaven to be established in our homes, in our families, in our marriages, in our lives, in every single part. The kingdom establishment is not just meant for the four walls of the church, but kingdom establishment is meant for our personal lives. Amen. He said that he wanted it to happen in earth, not on earth. It had happened on earth for long enough. It tabernacled in the days of Moses. It tabernacled in the days of David. It tabernacled in the days of Solomon. It tabernacled in the days of Elisha and Samuel. And you can go on and on and on. It happened on earth. The purpose of Christ's coming was this, that kingdom fulfillment could be established. And now you, me, us could become the place where he establishes his kingdom. We are the place that his kingdom dwells. And everywhere that we go, his kingdom goes. Everywhere that we are, his kingdom is. Everywhere that we stand, his presence and his kingdom is there. We are walking in the kingdom of heaven. He said, our father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Jesus in my text said that foxes have holes and birds have necks. But the son of man has no place to lay his head. Now, before we can really understand what Jesus was saying here, his head represents his government. His head represents his kingdom. What he was trying to tell the people is, is you've given room for the foxes. You've given room for the fowl, the birds. But I am looking for a place to establish my government, to establish my kingdom. That's what he was trying to say in our text here. So as we begin to look, foxes have dens. Foxes have holes. It was Solomon that said, it is the little foxes that spoil the vine. Think with me for a moment. What is it that grows on the vine? Fruit, fruit grows on the vine. Our fruit grows on the vine. So what is our fruit? Well, we know that the fruit of the Spirit is. It is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. So why is it that in 2020 it seems we have no fruit? Because foxes have dens. Birds have nests, but the Son of Man has been looking for a place to establish his kingdom. Since the coming of the Lord, it's been preached the kingdom of heaven is at hand. But we have come to a time where God's trying to say we can no longer preach the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We must see the kingdom of heaven in operation in our lives. Foxes have dens, birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place for his government. So we have given room for the foxes 
And then we pray, God, why don't we have our peace? Why don't we have our joy? Why don't we have our temperance? Why don't we have our patience? Why don't I have the same love that I used to have? Well, this year has caused a shutdown. This year has caused us to be secluded by ourselves. And some of us have taken the time and we have filled those dens with the, with the dirt called necessary to to not allow the foxes back into our homes but some of us have not taken advantage of what Christ has been trying to do in this year Church, we've got to understand the Lord is trying to establish His government in my life. The Lord is trying to establish His government in your life. And if we want the peace of the Lord and we want the peace of the Holy Ghost and we want joy back in our lives and we want love back in our lives and we want these things to be in operation, we've got to go home and we've got to figure out how these little foxes have been getting into our lives. Our fruit is important. He said you would be known by your fruit. Our fruit is important to who we are. Brother Myers taught a masterpiece one talking about the death of the smile. It's, it's the joy. It's, 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 it's the love that we are known by that will draw. The Bible says in the end time that the Antichrist is going to come calling fire down from heaven. Well, we're also going to be calling fire down from heaven. And the Bible says the Antichrist is going to be doing miracle signs and wonders. Well, we're also going to be doing miracle signs and wonders. So how in the world do we expect the world to differentiate between us and the Antichrist? Because we've got to have some fruit on the vine. And that fruit is love, joy, peace, happiness. We've got to get our joy back. We've got to get our love back. Uh, We've got to know, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples, that you show forth love one to another. If I see a brother in need, uh, I don't want the fox to have stolen my love that morning. Uh, I want to know that I've got a little bit of love on the vine, uh, that when the Holy Ghost gives me that nudge driving down the road, that I'm not afraid uh, to pull into Publix and say, there's somebody here that needs me. There's somebody here that needs a a love, that, that, that needs needs to be talked to that needs to have the peace of the holy ghost birds have nests foxes have den but the son of man's just looking for a place to put his government how many times have we received a word from god and it seems like it just doesn't stick birds have nests foxes have dens but the son of man has no place for his head. See, I was talking to the Lord this, today as I was getting ready for this, and I said, "What are some of our What are some of our dens?" And my phone's sitting over there, but this thing right here is a den for foxes. Facebook is a den for foxes. Instagram is a den for foxes and I'm not trying to pastor. I hope it doesn't seem like I'm coming across that way. I'm just trying to deliver what the Lord's telling me to deliver tonight. We've allowed these dens in our lives, Bishop. We've, uh, we, 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 now, now I, I, I'm not against, it's not my business, but, but, but things that we watch on, on TV, we've allowed foxes to, to, to come into our lives. 
You want to know what another den is? Conversation is another den that foxes find their way through. When we're on the phone and we're talking bad about our neighbor, and then we want to go show forth the love of Christ to somebody else, no, the fox already made its way through and stole the fruit off the vine. Conversation is a den. Phones are a den. There, there are things that we have let it. And listen, this is maybe just me. This is how I end a year. I get very introspective about Dylan. I look at Dylan in the mirror and I say, Lord, what do I need to change about me? And this is what I'm feeling. And the Lord's just talking to me about, you've got to, you've got to get some foxes out of your life. You've got to get these dens. You've got to get some, some, some wood built in front of these holes that these foxes have made their way in. You've got to put some guardrails in front of some locations that you've been stepping into foxes have dens birds have nests but God is trying to establish his kingdom in our lives and then birds have nests the Bible says that a sower went forth and sowed and when he sowed some seed fell by the wayside and what was it that came and devoured it was the fowls The birds that we've given nests to. Pre-service prayer matters because we are putting some things in the soil so that the word that goes forth when it enters into the soil, that is you and I. The Bible says that it was in the beginning that he formed man from the dust of the ground. That word dust means adame. It literally means dirt. It means earth. He said, I made you from earth and then I breathed my breath of life into you. So we want to know where is our word at? The man of God preached and I felt it, but when I left the house of God, it seemed like it was immediately snatched up. That's because there are some fowls that we have allowed nesting places in our lives. And God is saying we've got to get the fowls out of our hearts, out of our minds, out of our lives. There's some negativity we need to get rid of before we leave this place here tonight. There are some... Oh God, help me. We've given room for the, for the birds. We've given room for the foxes. But this year, the Son of Man is trying to establish kingdom government. Lord, I want your kingdom to come. And I want your will to be done in me as it is in heaven. Heaven's got something big for you. Not just for East Wind. East Wind's going to have revival because the favor of God is on this place. But what about our personal revivals? Foxes have dens and birds have nests. But that son of man is just looking for somebody that he can lay his head And when his government gets established, you'll feel the peace of his government. You'll feel the joy of his government. You'll feel feel the Holy Ghost. You'll feel the love of his government. You'll feel the strength of his government. You'll feel the hope of his government. You'll feel everything that his government is. Because when his government is established, you now step into the borders of his authority. And he's never seen a battle he has lost. He's never seen a sickness. 
sickness he couldn't heal. He's never seen anything he couldn't overcome. But right now he's saying, I'm walking to and fro. I'm looking all over. I'm going to every person I can visit. I'm going to every church I can visit. And before the clock strikes, 12 o'clock for 2021, he's trying to establish his government in our lives, in our homes, in our families, in our children, everywhere he will be allowed. We need kingdom government. We need the establishment of his kingdom again. Malachi 3 and 11. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. And he shall not destroy, watch, the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine, watch, cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. So we look back at the parable. And if you read it, it says that that fowl came and devoured. So it is the devourer that visits your word when it is planted. But when kingdom government is established, he said, you don't even have to worry about rebuking the devourer. Where my kingdom is a step, I'll take care of the devourer. My Uncle Mark preaches an old sermon talking about when the avenger arrives. He said, some things you don't need to worry about. God will show up and take care of it. And the Bible actually talks about the avenger will come for you. Quit taking things onto your hands that the government is trying to take care of. Just as government in the natural world has a way of taking care of things in America. If there's a pothole before too long, the government's going to find out about it, fund somebody. They're going to come out with some blacktop, fix the pothole, and the road's going to be smooth again. You didn't have to make the call. They just understand that's why we pay our tax dollars. Well, guess what? When you're a part of kingdom government and some things start taking place and you don't know why, when, how, when is it going to be fixed what's going to happen when you have allowed him to lay his head his government in your life some things the avenger is just going to show up and say let me take care of that for you son you've been praying you've been fasting you've been believing you've been faithful when everybody else was given up and you made place for my government so just watch me do what only i can do watch my kingdom work oh i feel the holy ghost in Matthew thirteen thirty one. another parable put he forth, saying unto them, The kingdom of heaven is likened to a grain of a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in the field. Now here we go, we're talking about the sower and the seed once more. The sower and the seed, but watch, which indeed is the least of all the seeds. But when it is grown, it is the greatest among the herbs, and it becometh a tree, so that the birds, here we are, here are those birds again, Bishop, those same fowl that was robbing your word earlier in 
in chapter 13 of Matthew is now lodging under. Where does the Bible say that Satan is going to end up? Under the heel of your foot. So when we get kingdom government established, uh, that's when he's saying, you won't have to even worry about those fowls. You just take care of the soil and you just receive the seed. And I'll take care of the increase. Unto the increase of his government, there shall be no end. So when you make room for his head to be laid or his government to be laid or his kingdom to be laid, he said, now watch what happens. That fowl that used to try to take your joy, that used to try to take your peace, that used to try to take your love, that used to try to take your hope. When you've established kingdom government, that seed's going to turn into something you never thought it would turn into. And that same enemy that was torching your mind, your soul, and your spirit is now going to have to lodge underneath the shot. Oh, Jesus, help me. Bible says, and God will soon crush Satan under your feet. But you've got to get rid of the foxes and you've got to get rid of the birds and you've got to make place for kingdom government. 2020, for me, maybe it's just for me, but it's been a year of establishing his government. Getting back to the basics of his government. And when his government gets established, these little pests that we've been fighting with, these little worries that we've been dealing with, these little hurts that we've been struggling with, if we could just make room for the government of his kingdom. If we could just make place for his government, let him lay his head in your home. Let him lay his head in your family. Let him lay his head in your marriage. Let him lay his head in your children's lives. Let him lay his head across this city. Let him lay his head across this county. Lord, establish your government in Dylan Morgan's life. Because when 2020 gets here, I want to know I'm ready for what you've got for me. I'm ready for what you're going to do in my life. We got to get back to just simply praying, Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. In earth, not around me, Jesus. You put your government right here. You establish it in my home. You establish it in this earthen vessel. You establish it in Dylan. And I'm just going to trust that you're king enough to rule your kingdom. I'll give you a few Old Testament examples of this. First Kings 17, 19. And he said unto her, give me thy son. And he took him out of her bosom and carried him up into a loft. Now watch this. Up into a loft where he abode and laid him upon his own bed. Okay, so first thing. This widow woman had made room for the government of the kingdom. She made room for kingdom government. So when the fruit, which was her child, had an issue, what did she do? She took him where he laid his head. And read on. And he put him upon his own bed. 
And he cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, hast thou also brought evil upon the widow with whom I sojourned by slaying her son? Next verse. And he stretched himself upon the child three times and cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, I pray thee, let this child's soul come in unto him again. Next verse. Watch what happens when you allow room for the kingdom in your life. And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah and the soul of the child came into him again and he revived. These things that we think are dead, the Lord is just waiting for us to let his kingdom be established again. We've got... We've got to get back to the place where we just, Lord, I don't know what my day has in store, but you're a great and mighty king. And I know that I've made room for your government in my life. So when I get up and continue on to this day, those things that seem dead and hopeless, I'm just going to trust that because I've made room for your government, that they're going to live again. That they're going to live again. That they're going to live again. Let's look again into 2 Kings chapter 4. Now this is Elisha. And she said unto her husband, Behold now, I perceive that this is a holy man of God, which passeth by us continually. Let us make a little chamber. Watch. Let us make room for kingdom government. She could perceive that God... This was a man that he was using. This was a man that his government was upon. So when she made room for kingdom government, she said, let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall, and let us set for him a bed and a table and a stool and a candlestick, and it shall be when he cometh unto us that he shall turn in thither. Now you know the story. He, he, he made this place his abode. This became the establishment of the government of God. He was able to rest his head there. And because he was able to rest his head there, he asked her, he said, what is it that you need? Now, first of all, she didn't establish the government looking for anything. She established the government because she knew it was the right thing to do. The right thing for us to do is make room for the kingdom and its government. And when she made room for it, watch what the Lord said. Or watch what his prophet said. What do you need? She said, well, I, I, I don't have a child. And he said, about this time next year, you'll conceive and have a child. And then that time next year, she has her child. And one day, the child's out working in the field with his father. And, and he grows ill. And, and the Bible says that she was, he, he was brought into his mother. And she held him long enough. And she just held the child and held the child until he passed away. And then watch what she does. She took him back to the place where the government was established. And she laid him in the bed where his government had place to rest. And when she put him in the bed where his government had location, where his government could lay, where his government could go to work, where his government could rest. She told him, she said, you saddle my donkey and we're going to go find that prophet. She goes riding after the prophet. And the prophet says, well, Gehazi, go here. And he said, I'm not leaving until you get back here and take care of my child. 
And then Gehazi goes and tries it with the staff and, the, and, and nothing happens. But then the prophet understood something. He laid over that child. He rested the government once more. And when he stretched over that child, it was the replacing of the government back into its location. And she, he, the Bible says he stretched over that child and the warmth came back into it. And then he said a little prayer and the Bible said he sneezed seven times. And then after that, the spirit come back into him and he woke up and lived again. And when the Lord gave me this study in this today, I felt a prophetic word for somebody in this building. Dead things that have seemed dormant that would never live again are just waiting on you to get back to letting him rest in your life. You fought him this year. You've pushed against him this year. You've done everything but let him lay his head. And if he could just find a place to put his head there and say, I'm going to rest my government in your life. I'm going to rest my government in your home. You watch the things that'll just start working themselves out but first the foxes got to get out of here the birds got to get out of here and when you get rid of those things the son of man will say now I've got a place where I can rest my head and if he can ever rest his head the Bible says to the increase of his government there shall be no end you want the favor of the Lord back in your home let him rest his government in your marriage you want the favor of the Lord back in your life let him rest his government in your job you want the favor of the Lord back in your family? Let him rest his government at the dinner table. You want the favor of the Lord? All he's looking for is somebody to say, uh, rest your head here, Lord. Uh, establish your government here, Lord. And if you'll establish your government, I have trust that you really are the King of kings uh, and the Lord of lords. Uh, I really do have trust that you are the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the ending. I really do have trust that you're Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Sidkenu, El Shaddai. I'll call him wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. But after it all, I just know that you're Jesus, the Jesus of this government. And your government can rest right here. And if he'll ever rest his government in your life, the fruit will come back because those foxes aren't stealing it. The fruit will come back because those birds aren't taking your word. Lift your hands all across the house. We're going to entertain the presence of God for just a moment. Oh, God, put your government here. Rest your government. Rest your government in my life. Rest your government in my home. Rest your government in my travels. Rest your government in my family. Rest your government in my relationship. 
Rest your government everywhere my foot goes. <laughs> when I'm walking through the airport, uh, let me know I'm walking in your government. Uh, when I'm walking with my friends, uh, let me know your government is with me. Because if your government is there, uh, those foxes won't steal my fruit. Uh, and if I could just get back to joy, peace, love, temperance, kindness, goodness, mercy, faith. If I could just get back to those things, uh, everything's going to be all right. Could we be honest on a Wednesday night for just a moment? Could we just have an, I feel this in the Holy Ghost. It's 8-12, I'm, I'm done. I don't have any more notes to talk about. Would you be honest with me? Have you struggled with your joy this year? Would you raise your hand? Have you been fighting for peace this year? Would you raise your hand? Don't look around. If you're looking around, please. No judgment. This is the house of God. Have you been struggling to love your neighbor this year? Maybe I'm the only one. Things just been frustrating you a little more than, 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 than normal this year. Just seems like we can't get a grip on anything, right? Because foxes are going crazy. Sister Amy, foxes are going crazy. The distractions, Brother Richie. The distractions on the news. The distractions on our iPhones. The distractions on our TVs. The distractions in our conversation. I wonder what would happen if we took a week and didn't say one thing about the negative things that are going on in this world. And we just started talking about the goodness of God. You know what would happen? Those foxes that have been robbing your joy and that have been robbing your peace and that have been robbing your love and that have been taking everything from you, they wouldn't have a room to get back in because you would fill those places, those voids back with the fruit of the Spirit. About those birds. My mind has been under attack this year. I'm just going to get honest. And I know it's on live stream. People can judge me if they want to. I'm tired of hypocrisy behind the pulpit. My mind, I can't sleep half the night, seems like. Birds are just flying. Anybody? But tonight, by the authority of the name of Jesus, I speak the kingdom to be established in this room. In every home, I speak the government of the Almighty God to rest one more time. Into every family, I speak the government to enter into your life. Into every mind, I command the government to be reestablished. I rebuke the devourer. I rebuke those foxes. I rebuke those things that have been spoiling the vine. And I speak the government of Almighty God to rest in our lives again. Lord, you have the greatest harvest the apostolic church has ever seen prepared. But before we can have it, your government must be established in our lives. So I rebuke every devourer that is coming against their lives right now.
I speak to every person that's watching online. By the authority of the word of God and by the power of the name of Jesus, the devourer must leave your home. The devourer must leave your life. I say unto you that I, the Lord God, am coming to establish my government once more. And when my government is established, I will thrust my sickle in for the final Gentile harvest. And when the harvest shall come, there shall be laborers because my government has been established. Lord, let it happen once more in our homes. Lord, let it happen once more in our lives. Would you stand with me and would you lift your hands and would you just cry unto the Lord if you need his government in your life? Come on, let his government be established. Come on, let his government be established. Come on, tell those foxes. Tell those foxes that you know that have been stealing your joy and your peace. I want you to call them by name and say, you're no longer welcome in my mind. I want you to call them by name. Speak to them right now. That's what scripture says. And rebuke the devourer. Come on, speak to it. Say, you have no more place in my life, depression. You have no more place in my life, uh, anxiety. You have no more place in my life, restless nights. Come on, speak to it by the power of the word of God and by the the authority of the name of Jesus. Come on, stir the gifts up in this house. They're here to work and they're here to operate. They've already begun. Come on, let the government be established from the left to the right. Let the government be established in every mind. You want to come to the front? These altars are open. Uh, you want to come pray in the altar? Come on, we're not going to stop you. But if you want to make an altar right where you're at, come on, you need to rebuke some things out of your mind. You need to rebuke some things out of your life. You need to rebuke some things out of your family. And you need to tell God, uh, I'm ready for your government to be established once more. Come on, that's it. Kingdom government is going to be established in this room tonight. Ah. I don't say this lightly, but I have just witnessed angels walk into this room. You need to embrace the angels that are here right now. Come on, kingdom government is here. Kingdom government is here. Let it be established in your life tonight. established 
There's some of y'all that need to call some things out in your home. There's some of y'all that need to call some things out in your family right now. You need to verbally speak them and you need to say, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. You're not welcome in my home. Come on, you need to fill some dens. You need to remove some nests. Come on. your family is here, if your husband is here, if your wife is here, I know most of the kids are in their classes, would you join with your family right now? Would you just join with your family? So I feel like we're going to close this night out. If you don't have family here, find somebody, make sure they don't mind you praying with them. We don't want to make anybody fearful, but family's here, would you find somebody to join with? That's it. weeks ago I was flying to go preach a crusade in um, 
Louisiana. I was going to preach a crusade in Sterlington, Louisiana. And a man I've never seen, don't know, uh, heard me on the phone talking about one of my friends. He's a youth pastor. We're, he was asking me some questions, and I, I just told him a few things that I was feeling in the Holy Ghost. And I got off the phone, and I walked into the Hudson News stand, and I bought myself a big bottle of water. Because if any of you all know me by now, I drink a lot of water because I sweat a lot. And uh, I walked out, and he said, the Lord told me to tell you something. I'm like, I don't know who you are, bro, but... <laughs> And it just got that witness in the Holy Ghost. I knew this would be from God. Bishop, he looked at me and he said, The Lord told me to tell you he is preparing to thrust his sickle in for the final Gentile harvest. I got chills when he told me. I knew that this was from God. He said, One time I was flying and I leaned my head back. He said, I don't know why I feel to tell you this, but I just feel to tell you this. He said, I saw a map of America. He said, on this map, I saw little fires begin to ignite all across this map. He said, and these fires represented revival. He said, and it was like unity came together and these fires began to merge into one. He said, and just one big revival swept America. I don't believe that that's past tense. I don't believe that that's what started at Azusa. I believe that's what's about to happen. I want the revival. I don't know if it's just, I want the revival, Sister Amy. I want, I want revival, Harry. I want real revival. That kind of revival that I've heard stories about and that I've read about. I want real revival. And this is a revival church. But I just feel the revival God has in store for this body. You haven't seen the surface of it yet. You've just, you've just barely nicked the surface. I know this is going to be one of those flames on those maps. It already, it already is. We started that when we were the posting, I don't know, however many videos we did during COVID. But before that real revival can happen, true kingdom government has got to be established. And it can't just be established within the four walls of the church. All of us have to have true kingdom government. To do that, we got to have our joy and our peace and our love. We got to have the fruit of the Spirit back in our lives. We got to have people asking us, why are you so happy? Part of a kingdom that has a government. The increase, there shall be no end. As you're with your family, your family members are with somebody next to you. We pray as a unified body. Government of heaven would be established. And let's start it like this. Lord, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And then just see where the Holy Ghost takes you after that. Would you do that with me, with your family, with loved ones? Would you lift your hands and could we just pray? Come on, as a family, as a body.
on. That's it. Just for a few more moments, I'm done. I'm going to lay this microphone down. It's almost 8.30. Hiatoro shatalabaha.